Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Chain, and it is my privilege to be your announcer on this fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinniger, and the acolytes are Caitlin Clybaker and Kai Brown. Today's radio broadcast is being sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn is, I Leave All Things to God's Direction, on page 719 of the Lutheran Service Book. May God bless us as we worship together. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this morning. It's good to be with you all again here in the Lord's house to worship Him, to receive His gifts of word and sacraments. I promise that we will be out before the, the big game today, so you have no reason to fear. Uh, why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, go say hi. Introduce yourself. God, how are you?
continue. First of all, get to my announcements page here. First of all, uh, the Lutheran Youth Fellowship Valentine Dinner is February the 12th. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, please see either Stan or Fawn Hansen, and they will be happy to uh, set you up with that. Also, you will notice or have noticed that on your way in, there is a donation basket out there. Last voters meeting last week, the voters approved to push ahead with a project uh, to begin streaming our services on the internet. This does not mean, uh, keep in, in mind, this does not mean that we are getting rid of the radio. This is uh, only as a supplement to the radio that we currently have. There are many that we have, shut-ins and uh, uh, folks like that who do not, who, depending on where they live, are not able to pick up the radio station. So this is just another way for us to get our message and our worship services out there, but we need some funds in order to push ahead completely with that. So if you would like to donate to that, uh, please find the basket that is right outside. If you have any questions about it, please see the two gentlemen in the back. Wave your hands, guys. There you go. Uh, and they will be able to answer any questions that you might have about that. Also, after the sermon today, we will be having an installation of the officers that were also uh, elected uh, and also are um, uh, still currently serving uh, in their responsibilities on the various boards and committees that we have that will happen right after the sermon for today. And also the senators wanted me to announce that uh, their Super Bowl party is at their house uh, beginning at 5 p.m. with devotions, and then the game is at 5.30. They say, please park behind the house and bring food and drink to share. Uh, also look at your calendars uh, as they need a host for March. And so that uh, is at the Senator's house this afternoon. If you have any questions about that, please see Bob or Susan. I think I got all of the announcements. And so let's begin our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, again, we are thankful for this morning, this beautiful Sunday that you have given to us. And now, Lord, we ask that you would fill us up, fill our hearts with the, with the joy and the peace of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, may we worship you now. Uh, and uh, Lord, as we always pray, give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so we sing our first hymn, I Leave All Things to God's Direction, hymn number 719, 719. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Please rise. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, sins, God, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful, Most merciful God, God, we confess, we confess that, that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have, we have sinned against you in thought, word, and, word, and deed, by what we, by have, what done, we have done, and by and what we have left undone. We have, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, lead us. You may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding and according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the just decrees of your mouth. I will meditate on your precepts. As much as it in all riches. I will delight in your statutes. And fix my eyes on your ways. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, the Son and to the, and Holy, to the Spirit, Holy Spirit. As it as was it in, the in the beginning, is, is now, now, and will, and be, will forever. be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Today's Old Testament reading was written in Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 through 23. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. So the men turned from their, there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood still before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Will you still, will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again he spoke to him and said, Suppose forty are found there. He answered, For the sake of forty I will not do it. Then he said, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. He answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again but this once. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way, and when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. This is the word of our Lord. We will now have special music provided to us by the men's glee.
Thank you very much, men's glee. Now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message with Mr. John Clybaker. So come on up, all of the young disciples. <clears throat> We're going to have a good crowd this morning, Pastor. Well, good morning, everybody. How many of you kind of think maybe instead of wearing a coat to church today, you wish you'd had a short sleeve shirt on? Yeah, several hands going up. It feels pretty good outside, doesn't it? Well, I tell you what, let's see. Yeah, I think we got just about everybody here. Um, we're going to have an interesting, an interesting gospel lesson this morning. And Pastor was telling me a little bit a couple of days ago about what he was going to talk about for his sermon. A lot of it's going to have to do with weeds. Have any of you ever had to deal with weeds before? Okay, what kinds of things have you had to do with weeds? Pastor, I'm going to start letting McKinley do the children's sermon. That's excellent. For those of you that couldn't hear, McKinley explained that weeds grow in your garden and they steal the food from your good plants. And boy, look at all the heads going up and down. That's exactly what all the adults have experienced too. I tell you what, weeds are frustrating, aren't they? Here, look at this. I brought this book along. You can start it right here, Will. Just pass it along. For folks that can't see and folks that are uh, uh, listening over the radio, the book that I brought along this morning is called Weed and brush control for farmers. Well, goodness gracious. Does anybody know when weeds really first started becoming a problem here on the earth? When they started growing, that's right, Cohen. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how about in our gospel today, we're going to hear in a few minutes that uh, there was a farmer that went out in his field and he planted a bunch of good seeds and uh, you know today makes me feel like boy maybe I'm about ready to go out and plant some good seeds I like warm weather and sunshine and it's starting to feel like spring that's usually when we do those kinds of things farmers will plant corn and they might plant soybeans and we start planting our gardens right those kinds of things well this farmer planted wheat I don't know when he planted it. Usually here we plant that in the fall and then we harvest that wheat in the summertime. But he went and he planted his good seeds and then what really kind of makes me sad about that story is he had an enemy, somebody that obviously didn't like him very well, that came and planted weed seeds in the middle of his good field. Can you believe that? That's terrible, isn't it? None of us would ever want to do something like that, nor would we want to have anybody do that to us. The good farmer that planted the good seeds, though, was God. God planted those good seeds. Who do you think the bad enemy was that came and planted the weed seeds then? Lots of hands. Everybody say it at once. The devil. That's right. He planted the bad seeds. 
He did that because he doesn't love God, does he? No. But we do, and we love God because God planted us. We're the good seeds. And God wants us to always be good. Are we always good? No. Boy, we sin, don't we, sometimes? We wish we wouldn't. But the good part of it is God sent who? Jesus, right? Oh my goodness, I love it. He sent Jesus to spray all those bad weeds away. <laughs> How about it? In a sense, that's correct. Jesus forgives our sins, doesn't he? And he did that because he died on the cross and he took the punishment for us so that at the very end, when God comes and says, hey, here's all the good plants and here's all the bad plants, we get to be part of the good plants because the Holy Spirit saw to it that our moms and dads and grandmas and, gr and, grandmas and grandpas helped us learn about Jesus and then the Holy Spirit built faith in our hearts so that we can be part of his kingdom, the good plants, right? So, I hope that you all kind of got to look at that book. They did a really good job, folks. Some of those weeds look kind of pretty, but we all know those weeds aren't good. McKinley, good, good job. You explained it really well. Those weeds don't do anything good for us, do they? So, we need to be grateful that God made us good plants. And what I've got in my sack Kenan and uh, Dylan, would you boys come here? And I want one of you to stand here and one of you to stand there, okay? And I'm going to give you each a few of those. Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, what the children are going to come back to the pew with is some packets of good seeds. We hope and pray they didn't put any weed seed in any of these. But uh, each child's going to get a nice packet of flowers, okay? pretty flowers not weeds really good seeds and when you plant those this spring I want you to remember Jesus loves you Jesus wants you to be a, a good plant for him and a good example to everybody around you of his love can you do that all right make sure you stop by Brendan and uh, Kenan and uh, Dylan and get your packet and then we're gonna listen to what the, uh, the rest of the Bible verses are for this morning's readings and listen real closely to Pastor's sermon. He's going to talk even more about that farmer and those good seeds and bad seeds. Okay? All right. You can go back to your seats. Today's epistle lesson is written in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, 
singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of our Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. <clears throat> Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. In the harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned but gather the wheat into my barn. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 
The text for the message is the gospel lesson that was just read, the parable of the weeds. You'll also notice on the back uh, cover of your bulletin that underneath the sermon notes is a text that was not part of the reading, but it is Jesus' explanation later on to his disciples about this particular parable. So we will be, re, re, I'm sorry, we will be uh, referring to both as we go along, so you want to have that in front of you. This parable of the weeds is not the first time that Jesus has dropped a grenade. This is not the first time in which he tells the people that are following him that he tells his disciples a very hard saying. Just a few chapters earlier in this same gospel, he is talking about kind of similar things. He says, I have come to not bring peace, but a sword. I have come, and there will be families because of what I am teaching. I have come, and there will be families that will turn on one another. I have come to not bring peace, but a sword. He also says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will be taken into the kingdom of heaven. For the task of gathering up creation from its fall is not any an easy one. But the work must be done. The work of gathering up creation once again for the creator has begun. And it has begun in the person of Jesus Christ. And so Christ then goes into and he is telling the crowds this parable about, this, about these weeds. And to sort of set some context for where we are, the crowds at, at this point have gotten so large that Jesus has gotten himself into a boat and has pushed out from shore. And he is speaking to them from this boat. And keep in mind also this, that the crowds, some of them have believed in him and what he is teaching, and some of them haven't. Some of them like him, they like what he has to say, but they haven't completely taken I guess you could say they haven't completely taken the plunge into Jesus and into his teachings as of yet. And between the text that you have in, your, in the bulletin and then the text that is on the sermon notes page, Jesus is speaking to two different sets of audiences. And that's an important facet. In the first part, in the actual parable itself, he is speaking to the crowds. He is speaking specifically to people who he knows have not yet completely accepted him and believed in him and have followed him. And so he, as I said, he kind of drops a grenade and says there will be those who go to heaven and there will be those who go to hell. Which one? Are you? And then a little bit later, the disciples come up, come up to him, and they want to know more. They want to know more about this parable. And so let's take a look at the parable itself. 
The kingdom of heaven may be compared, Jesus says, to a man who sowed good seed in his field. In the Greek, good seed it should actually be excellent seed. This is not just some average seed. This is the best seed that this master has. So he sows excellent seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. He sowed weeds on top of the good seed. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and say to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? The servants don't understand. They know their master. They know that he only does things a certain way. They know that he only sows excellent seed. And so for these weeds to come up, it just doesn't make sense. And so they ask him, how is it that this has happened? How then does it have weeds? And the master responds, an enemy or a enemy has done this. And so the servants then ask him, well, do you want us to go out and start pulling up the weeds? And then very interestingly, the master says, no, leave them there. Because what you might do is you might also pull up the good seeds or the good grain that has come up along with those weeds. Essentially what has happened at this point is, is that because the, the bad seed has been put on top of the good seed, they are intertwined underneath the soil. And so if they try to pull up the weeds, they might also pull up the good grain with it. It's also important to note a little bit later on. No, he says in verse 29, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with, the, along with them. Verse 30, let both grow until the harvest, and at that time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. It is not the job of the servants to pull up the weeds. It's the job of the reapers. And we're going to find out who those folks are a little bit later on. Remember again the audience that Jesus is speaking to. He is speaking to the crowds. The primary purpose of the law is to show us our sin, is to show us the ways in which we have failed God, is to show us that we need God. And that's what Christ has done with these crowds. He has sort of taken this bomb, dropped it off, and said, you know what, this is the way that it is. Either you believe or you don't. And if you don't, you're going to be gathered up just like these weeds were. And you will be burned and die. And so the disciples, they were also part of, of the, they were also there to listen to this. And so you can imagine that if you were one of his disciples, you were probably a little bit staggered by this. By hearing the, these very heavy and th these very harsh words that Jesus has spoken. And perhaps you might even be, be, begin to ask yourself, well, which one am I? Am I part of the good grain? Or am I one of the weeds? And so it is this question 
this emotional feeling that they have, this very strong feeling that they have, that they then come to Jesus a little bit later, and they ask him, what did you mean? What did this, this parable mean when you spoke it to the crowds? Now he is then going to now speak to his second audience. And this is, again, like I said, it's important to note this, because for one crowd, he has one theme. For this crowd, for his disciples, he has a different message and a different theme. So please take a look at that with me on the back of your bulletin. The second audience is, of course, the disciples. The parable of the weeds is now explained. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And so Jesus does. And he said, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. That, of course, is Christ. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. Remember that, because that's going to be important a little bit later on. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. They're not the servants. The reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all and all lawbreakers, then throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You do not want to be one of the weeds. You do not want to be one of the goats, as Jesus says a little bit later. Somebody once asked me, well, Pastor, what do you think, what do you think hell is like? And I said, well, I frankly have no idea. I've never been there. But this is kind of what I imagine it being like. Imagine that you are somebody who has a chronic pain, a very severe chronic pain. And normally, people with chronic pain, their bodies have a tendency to sort of adapt to it. And while they're still in pain, they, they uh, perhaps are not in as much pain. I would imagine that hell, this, this burning where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth that Christ talks of, is like somebody who has chronic pain, and that pain never goes away. They never get used to that pain. And they have it there forever, and it is the most intense, excruciating pain that they have ever felt in their entire life, and it never leaves. It is, they are in a continual state of this Pain. Make no mistake, Jesus is not messing around here. Don't be one of the weeds. Instead, he finishes. And this is where the reassurance comes for his disciples. While the weeds will be thrown into the fiery furnace, and that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 33. But then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. But the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And the question is, well, how do we be, 
become that. We don't want to be weeds, so how do we become weeds? How does that, how does that happen? Luckily, as we've said many, many times, Scripture interprets itself. So I want to take you to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, a wonderful passage. Paul is writing this in his letter, and he says this. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. As children of the Heavenly Father, that good work is the good seed that he has sown in us. The good seed that began when we became baptized children of the Heavenly Father. Good seed that by his Holy Spirit he continues to cultivate and continues to grow and continues to put good soil around. Why? Because he wants us to be with him in heaven. He wants us to be in his kingdom, and so he does everything within his power to make that possible and to make it happen. In you he has sown good seed. Let's go back to our definition, not just good seed, he has sown excellent seed. And he has done it because he wants you in his kingdom. That's where our comfort is. That's where the comfort for the disciples was. Because in them, he had sown good seed. In them, the kingdom of God, in the person of Jesus Christ, had come to them. Sowing that good seed cultivating it by his Holy Spirit and making it, it grow. That's that whole process that we have talked about before, that process of sanctification, continuing to make us more and more holy. We just talked about this in the Bible class this morning, continuing to make us more and more holy, more and more set apart for him and his purposes. He, the master, has sown good seed in you. And as Paul promises, he who began a good work in you, he who has sown that good seed in you, will bring it to completion, will bring it to its fulfillment, will bring it to its culmination on the last day, on the final day, in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are some texts that we look at and we read and we, and we listen to and we learn about. There are some texts that, that give us a lot of hope for the now. This one gives us hope for the not yet. Because remember, if you go back to the parable, if you go back to the parable, something very interesting happens. The servants ask the master, do you want us to pull up the weeds? And the master says, no. No, don't pull them up right now. Because, well, you might pull up the good things with it. This causes the disciples to wonder and to question, well, why is that? And so that's why they want Jesus to explain this. And so what Jesus is trying to tell them, what he is trying to reassure them of is this, is that while everything right now doesn't make sense, and while there are lots of weeds in this world right now that we have to live in and that we have to live with, weeds like death, 
and sin and all of the things that are products of that, cancer and disease, broken relationships, everything that is sin, everything that is a consequence of sin. Jesus is, is reassuring his disciples on the final day, on the culmination of all things, believe me, everything will be set aright. And so have faith. Have faith that when that final day comes, that the Lord of the harvest, the Master, will return. He will pull up that good seed with his angels, and they will be with him in eternal paradise. That is the comfort for his disciples. That is the comfort for us now as we live here on this side of heaven. That he who has sowed the seed wants you in his kingdom has sent to you his Holy Spirit to continue to cultivate you, to continue to, to, to make your faith grow so that you will bear good fruit. For the righteous, for those who have believed in the message of Jesus and have followed him, and a few chapters earlier, Jesus talks about that message. Chapter 11, verses 4 through 5, messengers from John the Baptist go to Jesus and they are wondering, well, are you the one that we have been ex expecting, that we have been looking for? And this is, these are Jesus' words to them. And Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. That is the message that Christ has brought and has given to us when he has ushered into his kingdom. We talked at the beginning of this message how the task of regathering his creation was not an easy one. But he does it through his gospel, through the message of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He who has sown that good seed, that gospel message, will bring it to completion. Everything will be set aright on that last day, on the final day. We will see and realize the culmination of our faith, of that good seed that he has planted in us. In our Savior's name. Amen. Please rise. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures. 
and ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Please be seated. At this time, we will do our installation of officers. So if you are either a newly elected or a current officer serving on a board or committee, please come forward. Everybody cozy? Okay, good. Dear Christian friends, as part of the priesthood of all believers, we are all called to offer ourselves to the Lord of the Church in thanksgiving for what he has done and continues to do for us. It is our privilege to recognize and support those who are engaged in the work of this congregation, especially those who are present here. St. Paul writes, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives everyone ability for particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. You have been elected to positions of leadership and trust in this congregation. You are to see that that the words and deeds of this household of faith reflect him in whose name that we gather. You are to work together with, with other members to see that the worship and work of Christ is done in this congregation and that God's will is done in this community and in the whole world. You are to be diligent in your specific area of serving that the one Lord you serve is glorified. You are to be examples of faith, active in love, to help maintain the life and harmony of this congregation. And so on behalf of your brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask you, are you ready to accept and faithfully perform the duties of the office to which you have been elected? If so, answer yes with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. So now I want you to turn around and face all of those beautiful folks out there. People of God, I now ask you, will you support these, your elected leaders? And will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all of us as the priesthood of of all believers? If so, answer yes with the help of God. Yes. And you guys can turn around now. And so with this, I now commission you to the offices you have been elected to or are currently serving in, 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we're going to attempt to do something um, that I uh, like to do whenever we kind of have things like this happen. If all of you as officers could gather around the font as tightly as you, as you can. And then what I would like to do is really an ancient um, ritual that the church has practiced for many, many years, and that is called the laying on of hands. And so I want to invite anybody who would like to, to, to come forward to lay hands on these folks, and we're going to pray over them. We're going to pray for them, because these folks are the elected leaders that you all have selected to lead this church, and we want to send them off in the best way that we know how. So if, if you would like to come forward and lay hands on these folks, we will say a short prayer for them, uh, and then we will continue on. Don't be bashful. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we pray for these folks that are gathered here, and we thank you, Lord, for the hearts of service that you have given to them. Lord, you have gifted them in uh, each in different ways, and Lord, I, we know and we are confident of the fact that they will use these gifts by the power of your Holy Spirit to further advance the mission of this church, which is to seek and to save those who are lost. Lord, I ask that as they uh, either are, um, uh, as they are either new to their responsibilities or they are going to continue on, I pray, Lord, that you would send to them an extra measure of your Holy Spirit, that you would at all times guard them, that you would at all times keep them ever very close to you. And Lord, we pray that in this next time of their service here, that in all things that your name would be lifted up. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of these things. Amen. Thank you, and you guys can go back and have a, have a seat. At this time, we now collect our tithes and offerings. Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday on the following stations. At 6.30 a.m. KTXR FM 101.3 Springfield. 
at 9.30 a.m. on KKOW AM 860 Pittsburgh and at 12.30 p.m. on KRUM FM 100.3 FM Rogers, Arkansas. Visit online at www.lutherhour.org to learn about the Inspirational Lutheran Hour Ministries program or visit www.lhm.org. Any questions regarding Lutheran Hour may be addressed by calling the church office at 235-7300. Trinity's Adult Bible Classes meets at 9 a.m. each Sunday in the cafeteria and the fellowship hall of the school. Men's Bible Study meets each Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study Group meets each second and fourth Monday at 7 p.m. at the home of Betty Sawyer. Additional study groups include Ladies Tuesday Evening Bible Study at 7 p.m. at the home of Tony Oberman. Ladies Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Mondays at 1 p.m. For more information regarding Bible Study groups, contact the church office at 235-7300. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. a few folks that we want to remember in our prayers this morning. Uh, first of all, for those who are on our health list, for Melba McCord, <clears throat> Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Clybaker, Esther Holly, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Brenda Lawmaster, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Evelyn Brock. Carol McIntyre, Morris Shane, Marilyn Stewart, Elda Nelson, Sandy Voskamp, and Edna Haynes. Also, we celebrate with Bob and Deidre Menning as they will celebrate 35 years of marriage on February the 6th. With that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the reassurance that you have given us this morning in the gospel lesson. Lord, that, reassur that reassurance that even though we uh, live amongst weeds here on this side of heaven, Lord, that you have promised us that you will set everything aright and that you will fix what was once broken. And Lord, that, uh, that we, being counted as the righteous because of the good seed by your spirit that you have sown in us, that you, the good work that you have began in us, that you will bring it, Lord, to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. 
Heavenly Father, also for the nation and the world that we live in, Lord, there seems to be so much violence and so much unrest. And Lord, we pray that where there is war, that there would be peace, that where there is hunger, that people would be fed. Lord, where there are people that do not yet know of your love, that you would send out missionaries and people for which to proclaim your love to them. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we also give you thanks for the school that we have, Lord. We thank you for all of the students and the faculty and the staff and the parents, Lord, uh, all of which make up the community of faith that we have. And we pray, Lord, that each and every day that what is taught, what is said, what is sung about, that it would all be to the glory of your most holy name. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, we also pray a special prayer for all those that we know that do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, whether they be family or friends or people that we work with, whatever the case might be. We pray, Lord, especially for all of them that we name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Lord, also we pray a special prayer for all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Lord, we pray especially for all those who are listed on our health list, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in the silence of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also give you thanks uh, that you have granted to Bob and to Deidre 35 years of marriage, and we ask, Lord, that you would bless them in, in this next year. And may they ever grow closer to you. May they ever grow closer to one another. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We thank you, Lord, that it is in, with, and under the bread and the wine that we find your body and your very blood given and shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, in your mercy. To your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
one announcement is that hymn number 791 is incorrect, so we're just going to skip ahead to the second distribution hymn, just so that all of you know.
Christ. Welcome to the home. Take a eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given to death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take a eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given to death for the forgiveness of all of your sins.
Please rise. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith and to life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Please be seated.
During our installation of the newly elected and currently serving officers, I neglected to uh, give notice and mention to, to those who uh, have termed out and who have finished their service. If you have finished your service in this last uh, term, will you please rise so that we may acknowledge you? If you have finished your service, one, two, three, I know I saw some of you here. Thank you, well, thank you all very, very much. Uh, with that, I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week. Go Patriots, go Falcons. I don't really, really care who wins. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane.